Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Hell Burned Up. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of two. Can you burn fire with fire? Well, recently I was chasing down a revelation in the Bible and stumbled upon yet another mystery. Again, and as always, welcome to the show that requires nothing more than an open mind. Keep in mind that your mind open doesn't mean it becomes possessed by what it is open to. It simply means you will take a listen and then make a decision. If you want a demon, then you must agree with it and or do what it needs to possess or place you in bondage. In a shorter statement, I guess I could just say, believe what you want to believe, but be sure to remain open to information that will challenge your history. So let's see if I am nuts, or if this is really the destiny of hell. So let's journey together and hope and pray we are still together in Christ after this trip. Matthew 25:41. Let's pay attention to the word everlasting. In this verse, it means from ages to the ages. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Before moving on, I know, I know, it's too early to depart, but I must. Contrary to popular belief, hell wasn't created, or shall we say prepared, for humans. Nope, not created for you. Now I leave you with a mystery that for me will require more revelation on it than I currently have. Why doesn't it say for the devil and his demons? I mean, when we say angels, demons don't come to mind. I know we have fallen angels, but then do they remain angels that have fallen, or do they transition into demons? And if they don't, then where did the demon come from? You may have the answer, and if so, you should share it with the world, as it cannot be that I am the only one wondering. Okay, back to the program. DCOM seems to define both eternal and everlasting as one and the same word. Let's look. Eternal, without beginning or end, lasting forever, always existing, eternal life, perpetual, ceaseless, endless, enduring, immutable, existing outside all relations of time, not subject to change, the eternal God. The Alpha and the Omega seem also to fit the bill of this definition. When we say the eternal God, we are, by this definition, making an accurate statement. Everlasting. Lasting forever, eternal. Everlasting future life. Lasting or continuing for an indefinitely long time. The everlasting hills. Incessant. Constantly reoccurring. Wearisome. Tedious. Eternity. What is the span of life compared with the everlasting? The everlasting God. Let's look at indefinitely, without any limits of time or number. So we see here that time is excluded from these definitions, or implied. So as there are some minor contradictions due in part to being too thorough, perhaps. So for example, to say that something is endless doesn't mean that it also has no beginning. Time tells me I have a beginning and an end, although I am also going to live in eternity with God. In other messages, I talk about how some mysteries will remain mysteries, no matter how hard we try and understand the bending of time and timelessness of the flesh and of the spirit. We will be left with some questions. 
but I cannot tell you how much fun it is to wrestle with such things. Let's lay some more foundation. Okay, so we keep in mind, with many of these messages, I do know, I no more know where I am going beyond the title, that a man would, if he were to get in the car and drive blindfolded. Perhaps you can already see it, as many of my messages are a bit wavy and do not necessarily go straight to the point. But I guess this is why Mulholland Drive and motorcycles exist. Ephesians 1, 3, 6 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. You know I want to know. You see it? Yes? What does predestined mean? But first, not that we were chosen before the foundation of the world, also implying that we had a beginning in him. Yes, I am sure you were thinking the same thing as I, and that is that the thought of us is older than the mighty sequoia trees. So let's stack up some deities. DCOM states a predestined, to destine in advance, foreordained, predetermined. He seemed predestined for the ministry. Foreordained, to order or appoint beforehand, to predestine, predetermined. Hebrews 9, 11, 12. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Didn't he already have it before? He obtained it, which means to obtain something is to have not had it at one time. Decom, obtain, to come into possession of, get, acquire, or procure, is through an effort or by a request, to obtain permission, to obtain a better income, obsolete, to attain or reach. Note all the words used here represent a beginning, something that wasn't and then was. So back to my question, didn't he already have it before? John 1, 1 through 5, and 10 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was light, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Does this not imply he had it already? Nope, and well, yes. You see, it's the blending of both the spiritual world and the natural world. Look at what John states. 
1 John 5, 7, 8. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree as one. Yes, this message is still about hell. Endure with me, please. Romans 8, 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. 1 Peter 1, 2, and 20. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Verse 20. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.